Welcome, my friends, to the Moon Jockeys Podcast. <laughs> An in-depth discussion of Star Wars themes, characters, and storylines. Now, here are your hosts, Katie and Brian. Welcome to another episode of Moon Jockeys Podcast. My name is Brian, one of your hosts. I'm really excited for tonight. How are you doing tonight, Katie? I'm not doing. I'm not doing anything. I'm curled up and weeping in anticipation of The Last Jedi. I I am clutching to the bottom of, of Cloud City, just shouting for literally anybody to fly up and catch me because I just it's all I can do just to hang on. Like, I'm out. <laughs> It'll be over before you know it. I know that these last few days are going to be a little torturous and kind of like tread at your own risk. You know what I mean? Leia, Leia, hear me. Uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> we have a very special episode for you tonight. We have another guest, which is kind of exciting. Um, we have Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net. How are you doing tonight, Jason? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Hey there. It is such a oh, pleasure. Oh yeah, and I'm doing well. For oh, that yay! Part. Actually, answer the question. <laughs> better, better than me. Well, on a scale to like totally fine to laying on the floor weeping alongside me, where where are you at? Um, I, I would give it. I would change it over to like a spinal tap eleven <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> It was like I was doing really well like the last month because it just felt kind of far away still. And there was like Han Solo stuff just kind of going around. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm just going to devote my attention here. And then like the last three days it's been like I feel like a three-year-old like on Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. Wow, goodness. <laughs> I, I'm actually really so proud that you can look to Han Solo like that because I can't even see it. It's it, The Last Jedi is so huge that Han Solo isn't even real to me right now. The the movie, I mean, not the character. Yeah, <laughs> Han yeah. Solo. Han Solo, who that? <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of the, the weird thing with how the, the marketing has been on these movies. Like, you really, like, Solo, we only heard about it, I think, because they fired the the uh, directors, so it's just been kind of like uh, out of sight, out of mind for the most part. Other than that, mm-hmm. and um, but no, contrary, that movie is being made and is almost done. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, goodness! Yeah. Have you been on social media a lot today, Jason? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been around. I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Katie that like. She should probably go into complete darkness because there are things coming up already that it's like, oh my. Yes, yes. We are now officially in the single digits leading up to The Last Jedi. At least the release here in North America is now nine days away. Gosh, gosh. And apparently the the spoilers have just come on rolling in and I am officially off the internet. I'm, I'm done. Goodbye. Farewell, my friends. 
remember <laughs> me fondly, please. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, it's it's like really weird right now because like I I saw a lot of that stuff today. Yeah, and like some of those things are so weird. Like I know like half of it is definitely right, and then like I know the other half is just completely like off base on some of the, some of the, the things that have been coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? How does that work? Uh, some people just get their thrills out of making up fake spoilers, which I, I can see the appeal in. The kind of like perverse side of me is like, man, I just want to go online and be all like, Jar Jar is Ray's grandfather. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just make up banana stuff just to put it out there, just to have fun. I think I actually did a poll like that on Twitter a while ago, uh, you know, saying, hey, what are you looking forward to most in The Last Jedi? And then the number one result was uh, Luke singing Let It Go on his mountaintop. (laughs) (laughs) Frozen is a popular movie. I've seen it many, many times. Ah, yes, same. (laughs) But for me, it was by choice and not because I have a small child in the house. (laughs) Uh, I've, I've dodged that bullet so far. You have? How yeah. is that possible? My, I don't know. My 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 girl just got into like punk rock and she's two, so who <laughs> know, I just got lucky. Well, wow. you know, now. You, you won't be able to escape it when, of course, Luke Skywalker starts singing it in the Last Jedi, as we all <laughs> right. know, is going to happen. And then that's uh, when my four-year-old son gets into it. <laughs> yeah. Revenge. Oh man, that would be so great to see him sing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yes, Disney, you have the power to make this happen. <laughs> you own all these yeah. properties. Like, why else own all these properties except to dovetail their mythologies, right? <laughs> well, the uh, the uh, the uh, better um, uh, trick would be to say that they were adding that to the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> because he gets frozen at the end. <laughs> on, on, on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. But when, when I just stopped caring... <laughs> and the site, I just start writing anything. I'll make sure that that's one of the first ones. That'll be great. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Katie, I think we had a poll on Twitter. We did. We did. Speaking of polls, yes, we did one on Twitter uh, specifically saying in preparation for hashtag The Last Jedi, which team are you on? And we had three choices. Team Porgs, Team Voltuses, and Team Fathiers. And I hope i pronounced all those right i mean i'm pretty i'm pretty certain about porgs i think i got that one that's like well within my wheelhouse i think <laughs> it's voltuses voltuses and voltuses fathiers is that right fathiers. i <sighs> search me uh, until someone says it in the movie it's just me blithering on <laughs> totally yeah, the... i i like the way you say it better than the way i say it so I'll go, oh I'll yeah go with... yeah <laughs> The uh, the winner of this lovely poll was Team Porgs. Yeah. It was so rigged. What's oh, up with that? Because they're the best. They're the cutest out of all the, oh my God, just little tiny balls of adorable. And they got their wee little teeth. <laughs> it was, yeah, you're, it was stacked against everybody else from the beginning. As soon as Porgs went on the list, it was over. <laughs> it was over before it began. Uh, Brian, what did you vote for? I went with the Voltices, the Voltex. Um, I think that there's a little bit of force mysticism going on with them, and so I kind of that I'm a sucker for that stuff. Uh, Jason, where do you fall with this stuff? I, I would, I, I would. Well, I want to say Porgs, but I'm gonna yeah, give yeah, a, yeah. 
but I'm gonna give the Father Airs the the yeah. because I don't think they they they've gotten their uh, due yet. Uh, it's all right. I'm here to represent for the correct choice, the Borgs. Oh, they are the cutest damn thing. You know, at one point I theorized oh. that those sharp teeth might be used to like bring down the ATM6s. The like, <laughs> if they chewed on some power cables, that might bring down the ATM6s or something. Maybe they know. will. I just, they're, they're so perfect in their design and it and it seems it really seems to me like in this movie their execution will also be perfect because there's something so delightful about watching Chewie punt one of these things <laughs> and that that's such a delicate balance between oh my gosh they're so cute I want to punch it and then a character actually does <laughs> punch it <laughs> a, a couple of days ago I was like literally at a space bar in LA <laughs> and and uh, Neil Scanlon was there who his team did did the pork, you know, created them, made them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was I was I got to to talk to them about porgs and BB-8 for for a few minutes while while we had a beer, and I was just like, wow, those dumb porgs, they're everywhere, <laughs> and now I'm with those guys, and uh, and uh, on my phone, like by coincidence, I had like the first photo I ever got of of one of them, and like I'm like, look guys, this is the first like photo that ever leaked out of a porg. It's never, it never made its way online or anything. Yeah. But I was like, so I like showed it to him, and he's all, oh, yeah. He's all, that's a real bad one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I guess it was like one of the ones that was like off, you know, like in the background distance. Like off bottle, yeah. Yeah, because like, like, and I'm the one that we saw, like, they didn't have feet. And what's oh, kind of oh, funny oh. is like since that, like, I've noticed that, like, you don't see them with their feet very often. I mean, I'm not some weirdo who's on the feet or something. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it's like they have yeah. like little, like 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 little legs. You don't you don't really see them because they have that little cute belly. Yeah, I, a foot I I totally know what you mean. They seem to like kind of sit. Uh, they seem to like nest a little bit and and pull you know, slide down over their feet. So you just see like their little bellies. <laughs> I I know what you mean. It's, yeah, we, that, we, it's so it's so cute. We ended up like talking about that, and then they were like, "Yeah, yeah, we we know we're, we're aware." And then they like started like showing like different shirts and stuff, and ah. like products with porgs, and the feet aren't aren't there. Whoa! So, well, yeah. when you have a big belly, you can't see your feet anyway. So that's kind <laughs> of how it works. Oh, they're just they're so chubby and perfect, and I can't I can't wait for the porgs. <laughs> I'm just so excited for them. Little cute guys. I want twenty. I only have one. <laughs> I need nineteen more. Which one do you, do you have? Do you have the uh, the Hasbro one, or do you have like the plushy one? I have the plushy one from the Disney store. I thought that was the oh. best one. It's just yeah. So Does it make noise? So it's uh, no, it doesn't make noise. It's just really huggable. Like I just want to literally squeeze the stuffing out of it. It's so cute. Like <laughs> that's like that's that's items number one through nineteen on my on my Christmas list is porg 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 porg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I, I kind of think that uh, and this is just a guess. This isn't like I don't know anything, but I'm kind of mm. thinking that uh, Chewbacca is probably going to get attached to that porg, like in the absence of like Han Solo's death. Yeah, you know? I like, like I, I like like it's I kind like, of a cool thing. 
Mm -hmm. I like to think that if Han Solo had to be reincarnated, he would be this tiny bird. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) like he would think he would think of himself like as a falcon, like he's really cool, you know, like like, fly and stuff. It's like, well, okay, yeah, you can fly. But actually, you're this chubby little bird. that (laughs) It's actually really lovable. (laughs) Yeah. If Kapoor just... gets a vest at the end of the movie, I think oh, that oh. might be a little too much. Oh God, end me, end me! I need to, oh, I need to make a little vest for my poor. Oh no! Oh no, Brian, what have you done? <laughs> oh, no. that'd be so cute. Just we're at we're at peak cuteness. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. It's too much. But we There's... haven't seen enough of the Voltexes. Voltices. True. Voltices. They're yeah. Vulpix. Let's be real. Come on. They're Pokemon. They're Vulpix. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's just roll back and go Crystal Foxes. Crystal, Crystal Foxes, Fox, yeah. Sure. <laughs> we can all agree on that one. It looks like they have a lot of that salt from Crate on their skin or, or not their fur. Their fur. Yeah. Do you think like they've they been can... rolling around in it. Do you think they may like glow or anything? Or I, I saw them on Star Tours, and they just appeared how they appeared in EW. But like mm-hmm. in Star Tours, they like they like run, you know, like uh, towards the caves as the walkers, I guess, are coming. Oh yeah, so, yeah, on the on the ride. That's cool. So no, you're right. We have seen a lot of the porgs, but the the crystal foxes and the space horses. I don't know how to say it, yeah. so I'm just gonna say space horses. They haven't really gotten their say. They haven't gotten their their proper turn to to prove <laughs> themselves as worthy adversaries for the porgs. You know. <laughs> do, do you do you watch the uh, TV spots or do you refrain from those as well? I've refrained from the TV spots for about a week. Um, okay. I've I haven't watched any of the interviews either. Like I know they were on what Jimmy Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Kimmel one hey, of those Jimmy, guys. J- yeah, I was there. I was at the Kimmel table. Oh wow, that's cool. But I didn't watch it at all. So <laughs> that's that's if, cool if for you, you. If you wanted to, you could. It's completely. They oh, didn't, they sure didn't even is. show. They, they didn't even show a clip. I, which was I, like yeah yeah but. yeah. I'm sure it's completely <laughs> tame. But I just I. I'm getting too hyped. I'm like shaking. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I am actually going away this weekend to Disneyland. Uh, it's just kind of so I can clear my head and get away from all of my Last Jedi feels. Uh, you know, oh, nice. of course, writing space tours is, is going to, <laughs> you know, help. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want to think about Star Wars today. Oh, look, fast passes for space, <laughs> Star Tours. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, goodness uh i did i wanted to ask you guys something if we're ready to move on from these cute little cute little guys sure little animals i wanted to ask both of you what uh how you will be seeing this movie for the first time when you know when and where are you going to see it do you have any kind of rituals that you do as you go into the theater um kind of kind of what's your plan you know this this is a big day coming up the the premiere of the last jedi and of course, you got to be planning and preparing for it, right? So, so tell me. I'm I'm fascinated. I want to hear how you're going to be experiencing it. Jason, would you like to go first? Yeah. So I'm going to be seeing it with Steele and his wife, and my wife, and Randy and Corey, and we're going to be seeing it in a few days. Oh, and wow. uh, 
Yeah, so as far as like rituals go, it won't really it won't really apply to this screening, I guess. But mm-hmm. like normally, I guess kind of what we do is we go down to the Irvine Spectrum. Um, and then we like everybody meets down there and like since you're able to like reserve seats now and stuff, mm-hmm. we'll like go out and like, you know, have dinner before at like one of the places at the spectrum or get sushi or something. Oh nice. And then, yeah. And then and then we kinda go over and I uh I I always wanna like get snacks and all that stuff before the Star Wars movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I would need something to wash it down, and I can't risk it. I <laughs> yeah. can't take. I can't take that gamble. Same hard. Same. So, do you have a weak bladder that you have to pee? If, if I will have to pee if I if I drink a large drink during the yeah for sure. Me too. Me too. If I if I go in with a large beverage, I will have to leave somewhere before the <laughs> end of that movie. I, I, or or I, honestly, I would hold it and be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I just don't want to don't want to do deal with it. Nope. Yeah, I was traumatized back in 1993 by Jurassic Park. Oh no. I, I went to that movie not thinking it was going to be anything super special. I thought it was going to be cool. But I thought, yeah, I'll just go to the restroom if I want to. Who cares? I'm 13 years old. I do what I want. <laughs> and and uh big man. And uh I I bought the a large drink and I, the movie was so good. I didn't want to get up. Wow, and and yeah. then afterwards, it was like all the, all the theaters got out, and I had to take like a thirty minute car ride home, <laughs> and I, it, it was just hell. And ever since then, I'm like, nah. If it's an important movie, I don't drink anything. Yeah, yeah. Good plan. Good plan. <laughs> uh, right. I was only on your on your podcast for like fifteen minutes, and I've already made it <laughs> talking about Pete. Sorry, it's okay, we've already dude. started the toilet talk. Oh dear. Oh no. I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a camel man. I can drink anything and just hold it. Oh, lucky. Lucky. Um most of the time I see it with like just one other person and I all all I've seen every um the very first screening they are released I've seen uh of the Star Wars movie. So of course I've 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 got tickets for the Thursdays at seven o'clock. Um, but this time I actually have a much bigger party. I'm taking my wife and my in-laws and then uh, two of my very good friends who are in my wedding, one of which is the guy I typically go with. Um, so there's going to be six of us uh, at my local theater. And just I, I have a hard time. Like when I first see a movie like Star Wars for the first time, I don't want to breathe pretty much because I don't want to make any noise to like distract from actually taking everything in. So I just try mm-hmm. to sit in pure silence just to listen to everything. Well, uh, do you think it's going to be hard though, if all your friends are, are kind of like, you know, fangirling and fanboying all around you, or is it going to be hard to, to shut that out? I get like razor focused where nothing uh... around me happens. And so I just kind of would ignore everyone, which probably will get wow. me in trouble. But... No, that's fair. I, I <clears throat> typically find, though, that that opening night is such a communal experience, though. I feel, it like, is. oddly connected to everybody in that theater. You know, every every joke is hilarious, and we're all laughing together. It, it, it really is, like, a, you know, this, this force that binds us, all of us, in that theater, at least for for that first viewing. I 
So I don't know if I could shut it all out just because I feel so connected to everybody. Do you, do you feel, do you ever experience that? Yeah. You know, you know what actually sticks with me is like, I remember how the audience reacted to the things like for Star Wars movies. Like I remember like when Phantom Menace came out, I remember everybody going crazy when Obi-Wan like cut Darth Maul's saber in half and you know, you know, like mm -hmm. that moment. And like, I remember yeah. like, like, like how they reacted with, with Yoda. And I remember where people laughed when they, at parts that they shouldn't have during an attack of the clones and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. it, and, and, and then, but also what like really worked in that movie and stuff too. So what I'm trying to say is that like, so even today when mm -hmm. I'm watching like attack of the clones from like 2002, I remember those moments of how the audience reacted. So it is important and it is like a communal experience and it does in some way, I guess, kind of color how you remember the movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I can never separate myself. Um, when, when I watch the force awakens, I can never ever watch that scene where, where Ray pulls the lightsaber to her and ignites it for the first time. It, that scene is inextricably woven to the first time I saw it. And, and I'll, I'll never forget how that felt and, and how everybody around me reacted because I was both simultaneously inside my own body, but watching myself watch it, if that makes sense. Sure. Because, because everybody around me was cheering for her in a way that I never thought fanboys could cheer for, for a girl. And, and it, it hit me so hard. I, I wanted to cheer with them. You know, they were cheering and on the inside, inside my chest, inside my throat, even I was cheering too. But in fact, I was making no sound at all because I was crying so hard. <laughs> that, yeah. uh, I, I missed that part. I, I, uh, I had to go to the, yeah. the bathroom. Oh uh, no. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I never saw that part. Every time Aww. I get to that point, I have to go. You have to go to that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, I, I, I totally feel you on that one. Like yeah. that one was that 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 was that was the moment where even though the movie had been really great before that and delightful and all that jazz, that was the moment where when that went down, you knew that like the movie worked. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone was so into it and it did so like it sort of a crescendo. Of uh, all of the uh, the ideas and the things that had been going on, and uh, I thought I was like, "Oh wow!" So they they actually pulled it off, you know. Did your theaters cheer for the Falcon when that was revealed? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, of course. It's just it's fun to like be unbridled and just have so much emotion on that opening night, and you yeah. know that the people that are there really care about it. They're not the. Oh, yeah casual people that didn't know that the movie was coming out for two years yeah precisely <laughs> nobody nobody stumbles into that that first showing of <laughs> of a star wars movie uh, nobody is just like oh i'm gonna go see what's playing tonight oh look a star war and just ambles on it no everybody there got their tickets a long time ago and everybody there is really excited to be there it it it's so uh, it binding. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a better word for it. It just the the way it brings all of us together. You Jason, know. Jason, are you going on Thursday um, as well, or just the? Oh yeah. Preview? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. We 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 uh, had the really stressful experience of buying the uh, the tickets online. 
and like <laughs> all of the machines going stupid yeah and all that but uh yeah we ended up getting getting our, our tickets and that that's where we're going to the we're going to the Irvine Spectrum and we're gonna you know have dinner with everyone and oh that's nice yeah do all that hmm. so it'll be cool and then sometime over the weekend we'll we'll take the uh, kids to see it like like at a matinee when there's other kids and mm-hmm. it's chaos is your son <laughs> yeah. bugging you yet about it? Yeah, yeah. He, he he keeps every day. He actually comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, Kylo Ren's gonna be a good guy, and uh, <laughs> Luke's gonna kill him." And and he, you know you know he like he, he tells me like all this like whole long theory that he has. And, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and like and it's it's always like Luke is gonna kill him, but he's a good guy now <laughs> because because he likes Kylo Ren the best. Oh man, I. I love how kids are so they kind of know it all about about their theories and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I I do want to share um, what I'm going to be doing for for uh, viewing night, but I also want to share. I was um, it was Force Friday this this past September, and I'm waiting in line for Star Wars merchandise. And there's these two little girls who you know they're very proud to tell me that they are four and six. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're four and six, and they see my Ray forces the Destiny doll that I brought with me, and they're like, "You like Ray?" And I go, "Yeah, I love Ray." And they go, "Did you know she's the last Jedi?" <laughs> <laughs> like there was no doubt in my mind. They were like, they were so excited to give me this revelation. <laughs> you just <laughs> changed Ray my is the world. Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm just like, well, it really that's cool. No, I didn't know Ray was the last Jedi. And they're like, yeah, it's her. She's the last Jedi. <laughs> but but what what uh, actually happened was you were all if you read the crawl to the Force Awakens, it's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Duh, are you dumb? You're like, come and on. Then, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. You don't want to stifle their fandom at six. That's they want to foster it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, I just I'm like, yes, praise the last Jedi. You can be <laughs> girls, you can be whatever you want to be. Oh live your life. <laughs> it could be poor old school. Yes. <laughs> so um, what do you how are you gonna see it for the first time, Katie? Oh, I'm seeing it Thursday night. Like most of us, <laughs> um, I I knew this year I'm going to be in cosplay. I don't usually do cosplay, but that's that's always because I I favor the elaborate cosplays, the kind of uncomfortable ones, like uh-huh. <laughs> Padme's outfits. <laughs> like, right. Uh, and you know I don't I don't want to be wearing you know Padme's lake dress with the you know with the back that goes all the way down to, <laughs> you know, to <laughs> all the way down my back you know sitting in the theater like mm-hmm. people put bubble gum on those seats like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I, I decided uh, to do gin this year and that's a really comfy cosplay and I'm like yeah I can sit around in a theater in this so that's new for this year, um, but. Uh, also new for this year is the reserved seats. Uh, I think Jason, you were talking about that, that your theater does that now. That's also brand new for my theater, like brand new this year. There, there weren't reserved seats for Rogue One. So right. for, yeah, Force Awakens and for Rogue One, I had to show up early to get good seats. This year, nope, I can slide in at the last, it is <laughs> the last possible minute. So yeah. nice having reserved seats and not having to worry about where you're going to sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my two traditions now, though, uh, concerning these movies, uh, I did this for TFA and for Rogue One. 
was uh, my beloved and I, after seeing the new movie, will then drive to the nearest bar and hang out there and just scream about this movie. <laughs> just spoil it for other people? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. The first year when TFA came out, we were all like, I, we, you know, we want to talk about it. And so, you know, we go into the bar and we're like, okay, but can we talk about this without spoiling it? And, but it's so loud in there, you know, <laughs> everybody's having a good time. You know, people are drinking. I think there was even like a band playing <laughs> when TFA came out, if, if I'm recalling this correctly. So it was so noisy in there that, you know, <laughs> we were just sitting there like screaming, like, how cool was it when Ray picked out the lightsaber? <laughs> like nobody... Nobody around us cared, like not at all. So, so that's a lot. That's been a lot of fun, and I'm excited to do that again this time. Uh, but then, what we also do is um, we have a Christmas using not not on Christmas Day, but around uh, around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our old friends from college and stuff will show up, and then we all go see it together, which I love. I love so much. I love going to this movie with all these old friends who I don't get to see the rest of the year. It it's so special. And that's part of why I really love that Star Wars comes out at Christmas these days. I, I'm actually really disappointed that we get Han Solo sooner. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, because it won't be when you have all that time with family and friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. So yeah, that, that that's our, our ritual, our kind of big plan for The Last Jedi. My extended family thought it would be funny if I, like, held star wars to see it with them in the christmas one year no, and no. i was like i will be more than happy to go see it again with you like i i would love to see it again with you but that's yeah once it's out i can't wait longer than that exactly that's exactly <laughs> what happened with all of my you know old old chums a lot of them you know come christmas time they will not have seen it yet and they'll be seeing it for the very first time. And so it's like, oh, why don't we all see it for the first time together? And I'm like, no, I will not wait two weeks to see this movie with you guys. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I will not wait. It's just yeah, it's that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stay off the Internet that long either. You know, like yeah. these guys, they don't go to Star Wars websites. They don't go, you know, their their Twitter isn't covered with Star Wars, you know, blogs and stuff. They they don't care. They are they even and, people? Are they, no, they're not. They're, they're not even human, honestly. <laughs> How do you exist? I don't, I don't know. So they will go into this movie two weeks after it's been released and not know anything about it. That... Like, and that boggles me. I can't, I can't survive that way. I can't, I couldn't live that way, Anakin. Could you? <laughs> I couldn't. I could not. No. We'd be living a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I've been dying inside since the moment you gave me that kiss you shouldn't have given me. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Isn't that the line? My heart my heart is beating hoping that kiss will not become a scar. How did we get here? How did... <laughs> you did it. I did it. Yeah. I can't I can't not quote the prequels. <laughs> All right. Um I get the impression that The Last Jedi is going to be about becoming your own person, like kind of growing up uh, and becoming a young adult, um, finding your own way in life. Have you ever experienced uh, 
like a major cutting the cord moment in your life when you sort of fought with your parents, had a disagreement, and the way that they thought you should do stuff? Mm, is this for me? Sure, you can take it. Well, no, I was going to say, I, I just, I've, I've been fighting with my parents since the day I was born. <laughs> so, so I, I really, really, I don't think I ever had like that experience where it was like, now I'm independent and before yeah. I wasn't like, yeah. I mean, and like, you know, like it, it's, it's, I'm like right at that weird cusp of when like people had, my parents were really young when they had me. Yeah. And like, like you don't see that as much anymore, but you know, mm -hmm. back then it was like, in like the late seventies, a little, little more common, you know, like, like right out of high school to get a job and have a baby. And, uh, so, so my, my parents were like, always like super young, you know, like, and, uh, so by the time I was like 10, I was, I feel like I was on the same level as them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know? It, it, yeah. So, so like, but, but what's weird about that is I still think that it, there even for, for me, there's like still a connection to it because what you end up having are like the, the, the parental issues, like Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, they have pretty big issues with dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you know what I yeah. mean? And, and, <laughs> and like, and that's what, you know, he represents the, 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 the father and, and the, like Luke's life especially. And so it's like, at the same time, I think that it like, even if you don't have, like the the sort of hero's journey kind of aspect to relate to, you still have the familial problems that that you know arise, and I, everyone can like connect to that. I think. I mean, how dare you insult Bail Organa? Leia's dad was a lovely man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to be to be to be fair though, we didn't know he, that he was stepdaddy until I was like twenty three. <laughs> so. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, did you have experience like that growing up of cutting the cord or like becoming I, I, adult? I relate to Jason where I've I've been on my own since <laughs> ever. Uh, there, yeah. There's a movie. Uh, it's a book, too, but I'm thinking of the movie uh, Matilda. I don't know if either of you have seen that one. But there's a part at the beginning where they say that by the time Matilda was three, she had learned what most people don't figure out until their 30s, which is how to take care of themselves. And <laughs> that's, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I, yeah, by the time I was three, yeah, no, I, I got, I got uh, my first job when I was 14 so that I could help my mother pay the rent and, you know, take care of my little sister. It, yeah, nah. So I, I, I identify actually a lot with Ray in, in kind of she's been taking care of herself for, for so long. And so kind of the idea that, that Ray has to break away from parental figures and break away and, and become her own person, I think is kind of hilarious because she's been doing that forever anyway. She's very independent yeah. and very capable. It, it's like Ray has to accept that she is self-sufficient. She she completely is already self-sufficient. But mm -hmm. she's pretending like she's not, you know, counting the days until mom and dad come back or whatever, whoever's supposed to come back for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, she she can completely go about her life and, and do it on her own. But she's like has this sort of this hang up that she's not and that it, they're going to come back for her and her, everything's going to be easier. Well, I don't think but, she doubts her own abilities. I think it's more of the emotional wound that she feels unwanted. She feels like she's not worth 
coming back for. And then the fact that Finn does come back for her, you know, right. it's not that she needed somebody to rescue her. It's not that she, no, no, she couldn't not. have left. Yeah. She, she could have rescued herself at any point, but she couldn't get past that emotional wound of I'm right. nobody. I'm not worthy of coming back for, but then I actually, again, like speaking of first, you know, the first time you see something in in the theater, Actually, like the the third time I saw Force Awakens in the theater, a, a friend turned to me when when Finn came back for Ray and said, um, "Excuse you, White Knight, but this girl can rescue herself." And I wanted to smack her. I was like, "Ray, yeah. yes, Ray could have rescued herself at any point. She was a pilot. Come on. The point is that Finn, someone, anyone, Cares. finally came back for her. Yeah, someone yeah. finally cared." Yeah, what, what 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 like struck me about it, or what I was going with it, was that it she is mm-hmm. offered a job on the Millennium Falcon. She's elated. She's mm-hmm. like, "You're offering me a job!" Like she can't believe it, and like she actually has like a better life for a better life path for the first time since we've been inter- introduced to her. Right then, mm-hmm. it's not on Jakku digging through trash, basically, mm-hmm. and and uh, but then five fifteen minutes later into the movie. She's she's ready to go back home. She's she's like she's like like almost ready to like to like to like hang it up. And then Finn uh, Finn obviously goes off the deep end on on that that side of things. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but but so so I I I think that like what we're gonna see and this this is just a guess. This isn't informed. Is that Ray is going to go from that situation to where she actually did you know she discovered the force basically. And uh, she's going to go to Luke Skywalker, and then that's where she's going to have to be self-sufficient somewhat again. And and, mm-hmm. and she's hoping that she's going to have that crutch, like the crutch of mom and dad or the crutch of, like, I'm going to be able to lean on this person. But I, I don't think she's going to have anybody to lean on until, the, like, the end of the trilogy. You know what I mean? I, like, well, like, that's where atonement will be kind of reached. That's fair. I think maybe it's going to be uh, more about uh... – you know, Luke not wanting her around. You know, she she's showing up like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. The, the plot can begin, and Luke's just like, pass, nah. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, Han Solo did want her around. Han Solo did offer her that job, and I think that meant a lot to her. And and you know, and then Finn came back for her. Finn fought for her, and she walked away from him to go pursue this whole Force thing to figure out what's going on inside of her. And Luke is just like, wants none of that. And right. so I think, yeah, when you're talking about having that crutch or something, I think it's it's more that she was looking for, she's looking for people that want her around, that see her as worthwhile and, you know, probably unintentionally, Luke is going to trigger all of her abandonment issues and all, all of that stuff inside of her that tells her that she isn't worthy. Right, and, and, and it looks like like the one guy who did come back for the one friend who did come back for who was Finn, he's going to wake up and he's kind of been abandoned by her mm-hmm. in a way. I, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to interpret it, but like he, he's going to wake up in that movie and Ray's gone. She's, she's gone to college, basically. It's <laughs> like, like, like I got cut in the back and then I wake up and, and she's 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 gone off to school. So so I'm curious as to, as to how how he's going to play with that idea, because in some ways, like he's not unlike her. You know, they're both sort of these displaced orphans mm-hmm. whose last names we don't know and, who you know, <laughs> yeah. who, who uh, find each other. And in that movie are such a good duo. 
And but when we get to episode eight, it doesn't appear that it they're going to have that that luxury. I guess Finn Finn has Rose, but I don't think that Poe Dameron cough cough Poe Dameron cough. Yeah, but but, but but I don't think that that Ray is gonna gonna have Luke. I mean, it seems like he's maybe the the uh, reluctant teacher the whole for most of the movie anyway. I think that just a guess. Ray grew up in a situation where it was really important for her to follow the rules uh, to be safe. Um, and to to stay out of danger, um, so I think that she has a, a strong sense of I need to follow the expectations that are set on me, which is why she feels a deep desire to go back to Jakku. Is they told her to stay on Jakku, so that's why she wants to go back to Jakku because that's what she knows to be safe um, and to to follow the rules and I think that in the last Jedi she's going to be breaking that tendency of following the rules to making her own path Um, and kind of if you're not going to do right by me and train me then I'm going to find my own way and train myself like I I can read I can um, practice and I'm just going to learn as much as I can how I can um, What if you're unwilling to help me. So I, I think that it's going to be a huge growth situation with Ray on Octu. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I that seems really plausible to me. I mean, the one thing that, that I wonder about, though, is if Luke Skywalker doesn't want to train her She's discovered all this new power, and does that make her susceptible to like Snoke, who's like clearly is like offering to be a teacher to like Kylo, and saying he's going to finish his training? So that's probably like one of his more seductive things, you know? Well, is yeah, that's that's the thing about thing? yeah, exactly. That's the thing about children who feel like they're unwanted. They go searching for places where they are wanted. So if Snoke is sitting there going, "Wow, Ray, you're the greatest thing ever." Yeah. <laughs> of course she's going to go hang out with him. Like, obviously, you're going to want to go where you're wanted and not where people are like, "No, I don't want anything to do with you. I I got orgs <laughs> to hang out with. I'm pretty comfy here in my little dirt cave." Like, no. <laughs> Okay, you don't want me around, Luke Skywalker. I'm out. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna bounce. Honestly, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Luke is looking so sad and pathetic. I wouldn't blame Ray if she was like, "Oh, you know, I misjudged this. I'm gonna go hang out with Leia. She seems to have things way more together than you." <laughs> but like, uh. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke. Luke seems like he's not making his car payments anymore. Oh, no. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Luke's taking a shower in like <laughs> three months. Like, <sighs> oh, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Do you think that um, Adam Driver mentioned that he sees this one as uh, disagreeing with your parents' ideology, either like in religion or politics? Like, I I know for myself, like, I had major, major conflicts with my dad religiously um, growing up as a kid. 
he kind of got really into um, like fundamental Christianity, if you call it that, um, where he was all by like very dogma driven and rules driven and and you disagreed i disagreed and we got into so many theological debates as a, a teenager it's not even funny um like my whole relationship with my dad is argument like having arguments and trying to give supporting evidence as to why you're correct versus why the other person is wrong like that's kind of why I do it all the time. So you find Kylo's struggle very relatable yes. or at least believable. Yeah. Even, like, even if you don't agree with him. Very Cause much I, so. I think, I think it's been really hard for a lot of people to accept that, that Kylo would disagree with his parents or, or look around at this whole resistance or, or even the Republic and think, nah, fascism seems like the better way. It, that That's so hard to take really. And, uh, but, you know, the idea that somebody could disagree with their parents so strongly, I think, uh, is believable, even though it's hard to accept that Han and Leia's kid would, would be like, you know what, I'm going to go see what the First Order's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think that uh, disagreeing with your parents is obviously tied into the other part of, part of growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, to some degree where you start to assert your own uh, values and, and beliefs and stuff like that. But yeah, you bring up, you bring up a good point that it like, he goes to the most extreme like version of it when he's like, yeah, first order and uh, the Snoke and dark side stuff. But they've set up the situation where Kylo appears to have pretty, pretty much been abandoned. Like, his parents were were out there doing, uh, you know, space politics and being doing hero stuff, and Kylo was was left or Ben was left uh, alone a lot, mm-hmm. and to his own devices. So, in in some ways, like it seems like that kind of situation, he doesn't really get. He doesn't. They don't rub off on him. He's not like getting a lot of their kind of like spirit and ideas from them because he's not with them. Not not that much, anyways. And then he gets sent away to Luke. And then as we could kind of gather, Luke is not the best teacher in general, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And um, and then so so then he finds out he's Darth Vader's grandson. Can you imagine and, yeah. what kind of pressure Ben must have had growing up being the son of Leia and Han, the nephew of Luke, the grandson of Anakin, and like, well, I... if if he's given the the like title or the um, if if Luke said that he's the next chosen one and said that in like reinforced that in his life, the amount of pressure he had to live up to all that crap would be kind of suffocating. Do you know what I mean? I'm not even sure if it's about pressure, you know, learning that you're Luke's, that you're uh, Vader's grandson. I think it's more about you find out you're, you're this confused and, you know, angry kid who feels really alone and misunderstood and, and just neglected, really. 
And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you're Vader's grandson. A lot of stuff starts clicking into place inside your head where you all of a sudden you're not so alone and you're not the oddball in the family. No, it turns out there's someone in the family who is a lot like you. He just so happens to have died <laughs> you know, before yeah. you were born. I think I think that would be that would a lot of stuff would start making sense to Kylo. That revelation would he would start seeing a lot of himself in Anakin Skywalker, and then you know, Force ghosts are a thing. He would then maybe seek that out, seek out a way to to understand a lot like Ray, understand what's going on inside him, and why does he have all this anger, and why does he feel so lost and alone? I. I think it's more about that search for identity than the the pressure of being Luke's nephew. Yeah, his parent, his parents though, like his parents and his uncle, are seen as these great heroes, these beacons of light, you know, and all hope and all that stuff. And then that guy doesn't feel that way. He mm -hmm. doesn't feel like that person. And then he finds out that it like, and he he trying to figure out what evil is in him what good is in him and that kind of stuff that he finds out that Darth Vader is his, his grandfather. And then that seems to have clicked something on for him. And, but, yeah. but, 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 but the whole missing puzzle piece though, is like, what is it he has to do? Like, like, I don't think he's just talking about killing Han Solo, like killing Han Solo and doing that is, is a part of a bigger thing he, he has in the works. And until we like know what that is, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to figure out. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Is it a greater good kind of situation or, you know, and then uh, and, and then the other thing I always wonder about, too, is like Snoke and like, you know, when, when he's talking to the helmet and he's like saying, like, show me the darkness again kind of stuff. I'm wondering if it's Snoke and it was never like a, like a force ghost. Katie, if he oh, can, yeah. Can, can I tell yeah. him my theory? Uh, yeah. OK. I think Kylo Ren had a ray vision with the mask the first time he touched it. I think that the mask yeah. um, has a force memory or something of Darth Vader. And I think that Kylo Ren had that similar force vision with Vader's mask when he touched it when he was a kid. So that's why he's asking his grandfather to show it to him again. Yeah. Um, but that's just my theory. Well, you know, uh, um, if you look at like Ray's Ray's kind of uh, force back in the progression of it, um, almost all of it appears to be like scenes that the lightsaber was in, and the only one that's not in there is the one where we have Ray as like a little girl. But maybe the lightsaber is there, and we don't know. And uh, mm. um, and, and if that if that if that's the case, and we were to follow like some kind of logic with it, if Kylo or young Ben was to touch the mask then he would see things from Darth Vader's perspective. Mm -hmm. And then but but Ray's also ends with something from the future. Yeah. So if he got that, you know, he might be seeing that maybe he sees like the sort of destiny that Darth Vader had for himself. You know, and and so he sees himself in that mask, in that suit, fulfilling that destiny, which 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 Darth Vader thought was gonna be good. Like he didn't become a bad guy because he thought it was a bad idea. He became a bad guy because he thought it was a means to an end. So mm -hmm. I'm curious if that's what he's going to see or if that's what he sees or if we'll ever even know. Who, who knows? These yeah. Movies, these movies, man. <laughs> uh, 
Katie, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling okay. If you guys want to move into your predictions and stuff, I, I will <laughs> say goodnight. I, I, I really don't want to get spoiled for this movie, and I feel like even talking about things that we think might happen or <laughs> stuff oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, do I have any predictions I want to throw out there? I'm not. I'm not sure that I do. Um, I feel like, yeah, the closer we get to the Last Jedi, uh, the the more I feel like Ray and Kylo are going to become bros. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I think they they really are going to come together and end this movie as at least friends. Um, romance subplot, maybe I, I I don't know, but I I really do. I have a I have a good feeling about the two of them teaming up. I I don't feel like all that stuff in the marketing about, Oh, could Ray go dark or, Oh, could Kylo be turned back to the light? I, I don't think that's all just smoke screen and misdirection to get us hyped. I, I think there really is something there. And so if I'm going to, you know, make a bold prediction, you know, say something that could be absolutely wrong and then you can all make fun of me for it later, then it's, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes, Ray and Kylo friends by the end of this movie, or at least, allies <laughs> by the end of this movie there it is that's my prediction right. i would like that i think that would that would be cool yeah it'd be really cool so i guess yeah until next time when we do our reactions for the last jedi i i'll see you guys later night. <laughs> until then yeah good night everyone you guys have fun okay <laughs> don't burn Thanks. down the podcast I enjoy will. the movie i will yes all of you enjoy the movie and i'll see you later Good night. Okay, good night. Good night. Jason, are you still there? I'm still here. All right. So All right. this is the it's spoiler it's section. Brian's show. It's Brian's show. <laughs> Brian does what he wants now. <laughs> if you are, uh, are afraid of spoilers in the last uh, nine days to the movie, I'd say bail out now. Um, well, we don't even know if there's spoilers. We don't there, if know spoilers, if spoilers. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's our predictions. I do want to talk and... about something that is kind of spoilery that I just okay. saw tonight. Um, did you see that the soundtrack release is out? Oh, yeah, I saw the uh, the uh, track listing. I, I looked at it briefly, and uh, I was like, this is either real or it's fairly informed. <laughs> Well, I've seen a couple. One of them was wrong because it had the wrong number of um, tracks. Okay. The most recent one that I saw had the right number of tracks, and it came from a source I trust. Uh Uh-huh. And there's one title in particular that I kind of want to talk about. The last track is... Back to Jakku and end credits. Hmm. Wait, back to Jakku? Yeah. Cool. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the one, the one, I, the one I saw has main title on wise words, face to face, lead the way, the first order, I need help, Canto Bite, Casino Conflict. The general and the admiral. Mm-hmm. The knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. Will of the Force. Mm-hmm. Jedi Master. Revelations. Choose your path. 
The Devastator, Emperor's Throne, Attack on Crate, Another Option, Fulfill Your Destiny, Aftermath, Back to Jakku, and End Credits. Yeah. So uh, is that is is it? Is, I mean, I mean, but we don't know if if it's real. We don't. You know what I mean? It it probably is just based off of the timing and everything. Yeah. But uh, you know. But it doesn't. I mean, yeah. Back to back to uh, Jakku is sort of a. Uh, sort of a, uh, I guess. It tells us something, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Like, I think. Remember how Tatooine had something mystical that as to why Anakin was born there and then Luke was born there. Like they often try to center force energies around planets. So yeah. maybe there's something about Jakku that is tied to the force that we just haven't explored yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also that idea that it's like Jakku is sort of like one of the end spots before you launch off into the beyond, which is where the First Order was hiding and where Snoke comes from, probably. So, so you know, it, it might be one of those things where they're they're gonna go there and uh, get ready for the staging of something. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, that's just a guess. I don't, sure. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I did have a few questions just to kind of go through some speculations of what your opinion is on the movie. Um, okay. Do you think Luke leaves Oct Octo? I do. I, I I think he does because there is another costume, and it's the costume that we saw on the tops cards, and. Uh, it matches Ray's and crate outfit. The gray. Yeah, yeah, okay. it goes with it ra rather well. And it's so, not the garbage bag outfit. No, and then you know there was some like stuff that I I had heard of saw like of uh, Ray in the gunner turret section of the Falcon. Okay. And um, it makes me think that Luke Luke is probably Luke and Chewie are probably up there and that's why they had to put her in the turret that's that's just a guess though okay do you think luke and leia reunite i do i i, I think so. i mean just i mean i've heard uh, i've heard that that they do and but that doesn't mean they do <laughs> and uh, i've heard they, they do but they've also sort of teased the idea of it and it would just be an absurd like idiotic tease to, to, to tease that it would be cruel and then, for EW yeah. to put that on a cover of magazine and them to know that it never happens and to put that on there like it would be kind of cruel to tug on those heartstrings that way yeah so so that, that that just doesn't make sense to me you know and uh so so i'm gonna say that that's almost a given so uh, ryan Johnson in an interview said that Luke and Leia meet on the Falcon. I read. Today. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think that that's the, people are debating whether he meant that Luke and Leia were on the Falcon separately or together. But mm. what I read, yeah, it sounded like they were. They had it 
a reuniting on the Falcon. Okay. How does Leia's story conclude in this one? That that is that one's hard, man. That that one I don't I don't I don't know the answer to it. And I got to say I think she was reportedly supposed to survive until nine, where she was supposed to have the confrontation with Kylo. Right. And I kind of almost wonder if Holdo's taking it over for Leia now, like on the on the main plot stuff, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, like in nine, if she if she lives, that is. And then uh, so, I gotta say that it like, I almost feel like maybe she'll do something sacrificial, like with the base or something. Maybe she'll like stay behind and like pull the lever that opens the door for all everybody to get out, and she doesn't make it. You know. Like a way where they could do something clever and editorial and still like retain the uh, drama of the moment. Daisy had um, some uh, hundred interviews in the last week. Um, yeah. But in one of her interviews, she said that she now looks at the movie and in one of her rea- her scenes with Leia, it's going to look to the audience as a goodbye. When at the when they shot it, it wasn't a goodbye. Yeah. Um. So she, uh, that might be one of the last things we see with Leia is a scene with Daisy when Daisy leaves. Um. And well, well, no, no well, no, that would be that would, that would have to be when she comes back, right? Because because in in seven she she's gone to Luke, so that right. would have to mean that it that would be probably somewhere like on crate. Oh, okay. Yeah, that ha- that have to be her returning in the Falcon on crate. But yeah. yeah, I don't I I don't think that this one is going to totally conclude her story um definitively yet. Right. Um but I I think that what they do with Leia is the thing I'm anticipating the most in this movie and at least on the first screening because I have a hundred other times seeing it that I can care about what they do with Leia and Luke and the forest tree and the journal of the wills. But the like what they do with Leia in the first time I see it is going to be very emotionally filled because we lost Carrie this year. Yeah. Well, do you want to know what, what my theory is? Yeah. I do. But my theory is that Han Solo went to went to Kyla, went to Ben, and Ben was able to get closer to the dark side because he killed his father. And one way I could see dealing with that is if Leia was to leave and go into hiding, shut herself off from the Force, and Kylo could never find her, he could never completely go all the way. And now, like, one of the ideas in Star Wars and their actuality is that you can never go all the way. Yeah. There's always a chance to be to be re- redeemed, mm-hmm. to fall back to the, you know, there's always good in you. And even though there's more evil than good, there's still good in you kind of idea. But but I think that Leia might know if he can't find me and do this thing that he wants to do, then he'll never be able to make it because he's, he's a good guy. He's a good boy. And so, so I kind of wonder if that's how they might sort of write her out of Star Wars in a way, that she just 
goes somewhere, you know, in seclusion hmm. and uh, lives out the rest of her life, you know, in a, in a place where no one could find her. Basically Yoda-ish. Or goes to Luke's old beehive hut and hangs out there. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, something like that. For Katie's heart, when she actually does listen to this, do you think uh, Penn and or Poe and Finn end up having a romance? Do you believe in Storm Pilot? Um, I I think Storm Pilot would would be a very daring and uh, interesting and fresh way to take the uh, a series, and so I completely completely support Storm Pilot. It would be all about it, but I really don't think that what's there in Force Awakens is that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I I don't. And and uh, I can see it on Poe's side. Like I can see somewhat of a Poe being attracted to Finn, like with the mm-hmm. lip bite. But I totally don't see it from Finn's point of view necessarily because I think he's all about Ray. Like with the. Do you got a boyfriend? Do you got a cute boyfriend? He seems to be pretty proactively checking her out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and, and you could read that line both ways, but but it doesn't make as much sense for her to go, do you have a cute boyfriend? Because he's clearly heterosexual and NG, so he must want me a gay man. Like, that part doesn't make any sense. So I think that the most accurate interpretation of that reading is that it wants to know if, she, if she's single. Yeah. Because he's interested. Yeah. Um. But I and, and I also like like I'm not trying to shut that stuff down. I really don't care. But uh, it's it's uh, like when 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 Poe bites his lip, if you if you just take that moment and have him biting his lip and make it a gif and it plays over and over again, it looks like he's ready to get down. But when you watch the movie, when you watch the movie, he's just like ah champ. It's not really it's not really as as erotic as 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 a uh, t- Twitter and Tumblr gifs yeah make us make us think so. Okay. But, but but like I said, I, I I really would think it would be the most fun and interesting thing if they went that way in the story. Like that would be completely interesting. But uh, I know but, there's a lot of fan in that oh, is really rooting for it. So well well do, do you want to hear like, like a rumor that I heard? Sure. About about Finn in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. One of the things I I had always heard was that Finn wakes up and he thinks he's on Starkiller base. Really. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he kind of like wigged out a little bit. Just totally he's disoriented, like, sure. Yeah, yeah, and he's like in that bubble suit and all that, you know, uh, stuff. And they're like, like working on him. And then, um, but what I heard was that when he when he met when he meets Rose, and uh, uh, her sister Paige, he's thinking about running. Yeah, like I and and and, and then they are attracted to him. And they see him as a hero. Hmm. And then that's when he starts to play the part. And then Rose has an idea of how to stop what they need to need to what they, how to hack what they need to hack with Snoke. And uh, that kind of makes Finn draws Finn back into the plot and propels him forward. He's the big deal again. Yeah, he's like trying to pretend like yeah, he's that guy. Do you think uh Luke would make Steel float on cloud nine by igniting the green. I don't think I, I don't think it's going to personally. I think he's going to ignite the blue. <laughs> you know how frustrating. 
could he ignite to ra- um, red because he has, if he has Darth Vader's crystal, do you think it could be red? Nah, I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think he, like, like all, all bad, all evil Luke series for this one. I don't buy into because if he was bad, he wouldn't be on an island by himself. He would be out doing cool stuff with Kylo or killing Kylo and stuff like that. So, um, but, but yeah, I, I saw that necklace a long time ago. I think I was the first person to report on that necklace. Yeah. And, uh, the whole time when I, when I looked at it, I was like, man, is that a Kyber crystal or isn't it? You know, it was kind of inconclusive, but it would be really interesting if it was. Did you read, um, Mark Hamill's interview with, uh, Bresnikin? about uh, Luke's backstory. Oh, what did he say? Um, I, I don't mean to keep putting you on the spot. Um, it's okay. He basically came up with a backstory for Luke just to nail down his motivations on why he does the things that he does in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And this is in no way canon, but he thinks that Luke would have as he put it, left the Jedi Order so that he could have a family. So he thinks that he married a woman that already had a kid and that he um, like was a, basically a stepfather to the child. Mm-hmm. But one day the child played with his lightsaber and killed himself. <laughs> um, and so he thinks that he views that as his motivation for basically pacifism um, of not wanting to get the lightsaber back. Like, like, like that's why he doesn't want to take back Anakin's lightsaber. Um, right. And to get back into the war part. That's why the Jedi so, so, shit in kind of deal. So, so that was, that was how, how Hamill got into the headspace. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it, it's, What's funny is that, like, that story, though, is, like, so, like, laid out for him already with with Kylo, that he put the saber into this kid's hands, and then he murdered everybody. Yeah. And became became a kind of guy who would make a Starkiller base and kill a whole system full of people. But then, so it's kind of funny that he, that he took it to that place when it was kind of already there, but... <laughs> Kind of but, but but I mean he's an actor so like I guess whatever he needs you know yeah <laughs> and what questions do you think we're gonna be left with when we're we've seen the last Jedi what are we looking forward to in episode nine yeah my my, my hope is that my hope is that Ray ends up with Snoke and then Kylo ends up with Luke. Really? That, that's what I think. That, that's what I like think. Flip. Yeah, I I think the uh, flip would be cool, but when I but but in my version of the flip, Ray doesn't turn evil. Okay. She's just kind of like checking the campus out, seeing if she wants to go to school there. Okay. Or you know what I mean, if sure. you will. She's like she's like there for some reason. She's exploring and her then, options, basically. Yeah, but uh, but but Kylo or Ben has realized that. He, I, I like the idea that his dad got in his head. When he's like, take off the mask, you don't need it, and all yeah. that stuff. And then, because we see him without the mask in the movie, and I like to think that it, like, he starts to see that when his dad was telling him Smoke was going to crush him, he was right. 
Like, and he knows it's true. Like, and so, so he starts to realize his plan, or whatever idea he had for how things were supposed to go down, is going to have to be different. Like, Khan definitely left a mark on Ben when he touched his face after he stabbed him. Like, I think experiencing that tender moment with, like, expression of love um, with someone that you've just killed mm-hmm. is going to be, like, a little scarring and off-putting. Um, so I think that that's kind of a light that Han leaves Ben with. I picture Kylo and Rey teaming up and killing Snoke in The Last Jedi. And then Kylo and Rey are on a team together at the end of the movie. And Luke has to bring both of them back in, in, right. in nine. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and then I also think that you also have other things to like think about too, like, like what's up with Hux, like what is Hux's end game here? You know, like, like is is he is he Snoke's boy? Is he going to kill Kylo and try to try to kill Kylo? That is, is Kylo going to kill him? Like, you know, because it's like when you get down to it, like the whole rule of two concept. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun and it makes sense. Like if you put two bad greedy people together. They're gonna always be trying to, to eventually kill each one. other. Yeah, and and I don't see why that would be any different. Like we see it with with Hux, and and Kylo. So why wouldn't we see it with Kylo and I mean with uh, Snoke and Hux? Like eventually Hux is gonna want to become Emperor, and those Praetorians. Uh, like I don't. I'm not a big history buff, or uh, I like history, but I'm not like a big historian. But I know enough that that the, the Praetorians in Rome, man, those guys Caesar. got crazy. Yeah, they auctioned off the the freaking empire. You know, it it goes it goes into some interesting places. So I I kind of have to think that we had these guys introduced, and I think that there might be something going on there. You don't think that Hux could be another Captain Nita, like just someone that gets killed in the middle? Nah, nah. He's uh, they 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 cast a young, good looking dude, and he's been going to be in multiple films for them, like. There should be a plan, and and I'm still I, I still believe that he was supposed to die in Force Awakens, and then they changed it, <laughs> because because like my my information back then had him going down with the Star Killer base, realizing he failed, and telling Snoke like that he failed, and then dying, and uh, so I think he was originally meant to uh, die, and then I think they loved him, they loved uh, Gleason, and then they had an idea, yeah, but. Well, just, they changed that's just it a theory. Poe, so why not change exactly. it for Hux, too? Yeah. Cool. So that's all my predictions for The Last Jedi. Um, Jason, I really want to thank you for coming on and spending some time with us and sharing your knowledge and opinions. Um, Thanks. Good. Yeah, I, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. I, I hope to come back soon. Yeah. Where can people find you and your website? Um, yeah, makingstarwars.net is my website, and you can get all my social media contacts there, or I'm just making Star Wars on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and whatever else. So, yeah. Cool. Next week, we'll be sharing our reactions to The Last Jedi. You can send us your thoughts after you've seen it. Um, you can send those to tweet us at moonjockeyspod on Twitter, or you can email us at moon moonjockeyspodcast at gmail.com um, you can always reach me at ballsandplay 
on Twitter and Instagram. And our my lovely co-host, uh, Katie, you can reach her at PoHotDameron on Twitter. Um, I really want to thank you guys for listening. And until next time, remember, the Force will be with you always. Thank you.